0: Unbelievable.
1: Absolutely unbelievable. And welcome, Avs fans. I'm Lauren Gardner here at the Pepsi Center. They got nothing but guts.
0: Guts all over the place. I can't believe Colorado it. Avalanche
1: complete one of the greatest turnarounds in NHL history.
0: The Colorado Avalanche will
1: return the next year to the Stanley Cup playoffs.
0: And now let's get you rinkside with Lauren Gardner and the gutsiest play-by-play call in hockey Mark Mosier and welcome everyone to another edition of abs in your ears holes podcast with Lauren Gardner I'm Mark Mosier the day before the final game before the all-star break I hope that makes sense to you Lauren
1: thank you yes I was able to compute that yes
0: well it's, i'm it's glad that you did. and
1: i think we're all ready for a break as is our very special guest avalanche forward alexander kerfoot kerfie thanks for joining us
2: yeah thanks for having me guys it's exciting one more game till the break i think we're we're looking forward to this a little bit yeah we were
1: just talking about our plans i know moj is just going to keep working because that's all he does um i'm a I'm, worker
0: bee, kerf that's what i do man it
1: is what, what he I does do. what about you what are your plans?
2: Um, I'm going out to Palm Springs for a little bit of it. My dad uh, is renting a house out there So I'm gonna go down and see him and got a couple friends coming as well So it should be nice to get some warm weather in.
0: yeah, it's gonna be nice down there I love the golf down there, too. Yeah, you gonna hit the bring the sticks down, the, down there a little bit.
2: Yeah, see how my I've been dealing with a little back back problem, but hopefully that'll clear up and I'll be able to hit the links
0: But you know what sitting in the Sun it's pretty dang good. Too. Yeah, no, just I'm not, hanging not out. Not complaining at yeah. all.
2: Looking forward to some warm weather.
1: I'm not going to lie, I've been looking around the room, and myself included. Uh, we're all a little pasty, so it wouldn't hurt any of us to get a little bit of sun. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, I don't tan well at the best of times, but I could definitely use a little bit.
0: Yeah, if I get a good burn going, see, the, the, the first burn is the first layer, right? And then you just add on to that. Uh, trust me. Hey, uh, so that's good. So, but, it, it, you know, when you look at it, too, when you have a regular bye week, you're off for like five days. It's not really enough time to go anywhere and do anything. But this year combined with the all-star break where guys can really get away, give you an opportunity just to kind of recharge the batteries, reset a little bit, and get ready for a final stretch push.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's obviously a really long season, as you guys know, and um, to get this little break, I think it, it's coming at a really good time for our group, and I think that we'll all be rejuvenated when we get back and ready for the playoff push, but yeah, like you said, I know a couple of the guys are heading out to, I don't know, some pretty extravagant places, and they'll enjoy the sun, and I'm sure we'll, we'll come back with some good attitudes.
0: Let me yeah. tell you something, Lauren. By February first is a complete Grumper Sorus dude. Wow, and she's not even
2: sorus I'm glad she's
1: that's not, not technical even. Term she's that. not.
0: She's not out there busting her hump every night playing hockey against uh, you know <laughs> some of these guys in the league. You see what I'm saying? So we can totally dig that. Completely understand <laughs> it. That uh, it's just the way it goes down sometimes. It's all good. But uh, but yeah, it'll be good to reset, recharge, get you know get focused, and and then get ready for what's going to be an important you know 30 plus games coming down the stretch.
2: Yeah, I mean you you nailed it. But it's going to be fun. And, I mean, I don't know. We obviously know that we haven't been playing great hockey as of late. And I think that actually recently we've, we've started to pick it up. And, um, I don't know, I think we know what we got to do. We experienced it a little bit last year, the push for the playoffs. And we don't want to wait till the last game or two. We want to – want to come out ready to go obviously this game tomorrow is huge for us build a little momentum into the break and um, we know that we're a playoff team and we're ready to prove that
1: Yeah, you just touched on the last month and a half Uh, we've been there along the way and it's it's been a tough stretch however like you mentioned the last handful of games you guys have played really hard you look at the the Winnipeg game Calgary it seems like you guys deserve better Uh, Nashville obviously you guys played a a hard-hitting tough game you didn't back down you got the shots on goal how frustrating is this for you guys and yet it seems like you're still able to stay positive in the room which is not easy to do
2: yeah i mean it's those are encouraging signs i think the last few games but that's one of the things that i've really noticed and i mean it's been a long time where we have been losing a lot of games here and i think that if you come around the locker room if you see the guys on a day-to-day basis their attitudes are still really good and i mean they still believe in themselves still believe in the team and um, we're happy with where we're at so I think that that means a lot and if we can pile together some wins I think that that's just gonna feed our momentum a little bit.
1: What is it about this room in your mind that keeps it so positive I mean in my opinion Miko Ranton is kind of like the class clown but it seems like you have different characters and guys who play uh, specific roles which are really necessary especially when the going gets tough.
2: Yeah, I think it's just a chemistry thing in the locker room. I think that the, the older guys, the leaders on the team have done a really good job of that. And then, um, yeah, I mean, lots of the guys just like hanging out with each other. They like coming to the rink and win or lose, they've still got smiles on their faces and they're ready to work and get better.
0: Talked to your coach this morning. He said, we're doing a lot of good things. I mean, we really are. And, and listen, not every game is perfect. He didn't really like your Montreal game that much, understandably. Didn't like the Ottawa game at all understandably but I look back here in the past couple of weeks and I look at like the shots on goal from the opposition almost all the periods are in single digits you guys are doing a lot of good stuff it's just one of those things where you have one or two breakdowns and it feels like it's in the back of your net and then you're playing from a deficit but to me right now when you talk about this kind of situation for your club and in later January it's as much mental right now as it is physical to get through something like this is it
2: not yeah for sure and I mean I think that that just comes with experience and a little bit of maturity but um, I think that we have the pieces in place we have the systems where we know we can win games and it's just about getting the results I mean We've played really well at stretches for a long period of time here now, and we talk a lo- about the process a lot of the time. But this this league and professional sports are results-based, and we have to find a way to get results no matter what, what type of game we're playing
0: in. I want to go back to your goal last night against the Preds, and you see Gerard keep it in. He comes swooping into the top of the circles at first I thought it was a shot, but there you are cutting to the far side of the crease. And take the fans through a play like that. How much of it is eye contact? How much of it is instinct? How does that play develop when you see 49 do his little tornado and then he starts he starts he starts rocking and rolling from that yeah. point on because you know he's gonna be able to walk in and get a good look?
2: Yeah. Well, um, I thought it was a really good shift on uh, by our line. I think we were out there for a little bit, had it in the ozone for an extended period of time, and we've. I think that maybe we would have liked to change at some point in there, get some fresh legs out there, but it just so happened that they turned it over at the last second, and um, G gets it up at the point, and I kind of was next to the guy who had just turned it over, and beat him back to the net and at that point i wasn't really calling for the puck because i didn't want to draw anyone to me um but i also knew in the back of my mind that he's got great vision and he's he's looking to make plays out there and once he stepped around the guy i knew that he would find me back door and he did a great job kind of baiting the goalie and the defenseman in there and found me back door and then i just i mean it was it was pretty lucky from there on but yeah it was it was a good play
1: Okay, uh, we know you're a busy guy. You gave us about 10 minutes of your time, and we're at, I don't know what we're at, but we're, we're starting to uh, get to that, that limit there. So I want to have some fun with you before we let you go, um, obviously. Harvard grad. I'll be honest, when you first came to the team, you know, I get to interview you guys. I, I always was intimidated. I was like, do I need to use multi-syllable words when I interview this guy? And, you know, as time's gone on, I've just realized, well, you know what, you can only be really you. not that special. <laughs> <laughs> That's not at all it. You actually are. But I hear from the other guys, you know, uh, you're you're obviously very well read. Uh, what's the last book you've read or what book are you currently reading?
2: Um, well, the last book I read um, one, Sean Sean, our um, oh, performance sorry. coach, yeah, whatever whatever title he's got, he <laughs> gave us all a book last week or so. Um, yeah. It was about a Cornell lacrosse player who got. Um, I, there was a story a, a little while ago. It was about a Cornell lacrosse player who was playing and he got hit with a ball in mid game and ended up dying. But it was he was supposedly just an unbelievable teammate, and the book talks about that. And the book's I think it's called like. Uh, I forgot the the title of the book but it's a book, it's like 21 ways to be a great teammate or something like that so he gave it Sean gave us that book while we were on our losing streak so I read that uh, the other day and it's a pretty good can book you, Can you can you give it story. to Lauren to borrow too? <laughs> <laughs> that would be totally hey, take a... it Easy. Both you guys are
1: just, yeah. just Wait, what are your <laughs> thoughts on this whole dynamic here?
2: No, I mean I think that I—I I mean you guys are—you guys are—I feel like you guys like to like to hate on each other, we but do. you really love each other.
1: We do deep down. I mean I love him—the look he's giving me. You
2: yeah, yeah. reciprocated <laughs>
1: I know about that. And then oh, you, hang on—I have one more question. Yeah, sure. Go right uh, ahead. I got one more the, too. <laughs> uh, we talk about obviously the books you've been reading. What kind of music do you listen to? What's if I stole your phone and I opened up your Spotify or whatever it may be. What's on your playlist?
2: Well, I'm, I mean, I listen to some stuff that's just top-chart stuff, but in the locker room, I kind of let the older guys deal with that. Bear and Wills and Andrew Ghetto play a lot of the music in the locker room, and I think they do a good job. But when I'm just home, not trying to get pumped up for anything, I, I, I like to listen to country music.
0: Oh, nice. I like some country, too. I like everything. Here's what I just... Uh, just pod. This is the first song well, on my phone. You ready?
2: going
0: to play it. What's that, Lauren? Yes,
1: I want to be sedated. This is so appropriate for you. You need to be sedated, huh, Kirby? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. The next,
0: that's the next song on my phone right there. So there, that's...
1: Speaking of which. It okay. ain't
0: Toby Keith, but I, I, got, I like it all.
1: Well, it, he does not necessarily have to be listening to Toby no, Keith. No, that's why could, I, I did just Did you know, actually, I just found out from the off. Nashville PR staff that Dirk Bentley will be playing at Bridgestone the night before we're there, but we're on the second of a back-to-back. So. No way,
2: so we're not going there? They'll
0: yeah. be in Chicago that night. He's going to be doing it at Bridgestone, and then we'll be there the next night. That's okay, though.
1: Okay. Well, do you have uh, any? I, yeah, I, I have one more question just for let you. Me carry this whole thing. My back's here comes, getting sore.
0: Here comes the big bean pot coming up here oh, yeah. uh, in a couple yeah. of weeks. Let's see. Let me go back to it. I think Harvard is going to be playing uh, Boston
1: that, College think, to start like, like, out. The people that attend Harvard. Harvard. It in fa- Harvard. It's <laughs> Harvard. You say.
2: Harvard. I I like to stick with Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but no, yeah. It's, West Coast. Okay? Yeah, yeah. It's Harvard.
0: It's Harvard. Uh, so uh, you, you got BC versus Harvard in game one, of course. Uh, BU will take on Northeastern in game number two back there at the Bean Pot. Then you got the consolation game the following week in the championship game. But do people understand how big the Bean Pot is in Boston?
2: People outside of Boston have no idea. They, they probably don't even been, have any right? idea, yeah. do they? Like it's it's crazy. I mean, when I I didn't know how big it was really until I got out there. But for like to put things in perspective, we had a couple Boston kids on our team, and when we were out there, we were talking in the locker room one day, and they were saying that they would rather win a Beanpot than a national championship. No way. And so like that might have been taken out of, out of context a right. little bit, but that just shows you like that that's how meaningful it is to them. Like a good se- a bad season can be turned into a good season if you win the Beanpot. And, exactly. And the Beanpot is two games. It's just one, like you semis, little final, maybe fourteen you get tournament. That's a terrible and that's it. season and. In like... The Harvard in the Boston and Harvard landscape. If you win the Beanpot, it completely changes the perspective.
0: Did anybody ever cool. like steal a mascot? Or yeah, we love pranks.
2: Well, like you know, pranks? like TP yeah. somebody else's dorm. A, or, you can Google. The, not I. I don't know anything good about the Beanpot. Like I haven't heard any good pranks. But the Harvard Yale football game. Oh yeah, is, bulldog. Is is huge. Did, has anybody ripped off the Yale bulldog ever? I mean, they ever do that? I don't know, but they've done some pretty funny stuff in the last few years. Where like they. Like, Harvard fans will do some stuff to Yale fans. Yale fans will do some stuff to Harvard fans. Oh,
1: I there love was, that.
2: There was one where, like, the Harvard-Yale football games are a big deal. Like, regular Harvard football games, there's maybe 5,000 people at the game. And other for the Harvard-Yale game, it's sold out. Like, 60,000, whatever, the stadium seats. And one year, they, like, the Harvard fans... I think it was at Harvard. It might have been at Yale. But the Harvard fans gave... Um, or the Yale fans snuck into the Harvard building and gave the Harvard fans like signs and they thought that they were holding up like let's go Harvard signs or whatever, but they just had something. Oh. And they handed them out to everyone on one side of the stadium and it said like let's go Yale. Awesome. No, that's amazing. You can like Google it. There's some other funny ones like Harvard. And they thought their whole their whole people they thought they were like, holding yeah, up like let's right. like. Yeah, let's, let's go, go do Harvard. it. Yeah, go Crimson, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so like at home it was saying like Bulldogs or something. That's an Ivy
1: league, league, league prank right there. That's,
0: tol- uh, that's, that's, that's there highbrow. A, I like that.
2: There's some other good ones though. Like you can Google the Harvard-Yale football game pranks. There's They they try and do something every year. So
1: back to the beanpot, do you have any friendly wagers with Colin Wilson?
2: Um, Not yet, but I'm sure hmm. if Harvard and BU play each other, we'll, we'll get something going. Nietzsche went to BU as well, so we yeah. get
0: him on it as well. Cool. Hey, well, listen, it's good to see you, man. Best of luck against Minnesota coming up tomorrow night. I mean, it's Minnesota, dude. Yeah, we
2: need that one. Dude, it's Minnesota. Like, do
0: you
1: realize how much Mosher and the fans hate Minnesota?
2: I, I mean, I'm starting to, starting to get the idea.
1: He's like, look at him. His face, he's yeah, you like.
2: Can't even see, you can't even say Minnesota. His face
1: is turning red.
0: There's no photo No, good luck tomorrow night against uh, Minnesota. Seriously. Uh, I guess the way I look at it is this. I know things are tough right now. As we sit and talk right now, you're in a playoff spot. And that's good. Talking to your coach this morning, he said, yeah, we want to stay in the... You never want to be out and have to work your way back in, so it's it's a carrot out there for you guys, but if you can get the two points over that division rival, continue to play good hockey, you can go into the break feeling good about yourselves, come back February 2nd, re, resume the homestand against Vancouver, and you can be on your way. I mean, this is, this is I think, a really big game.
2: It is, yeah. I mean, you know, it. it's a division rival. They're right there with us in the standings. Obviously, we, we don't like playing them. It's big game, momentum-wise, going into break, huge with the fans in the building, and it'll be fun. Now
1: Moj gave you the pep talk, you're ready to, go. ready to
2: go. Yeah, I wish we were playing him tonight. Go get those so mad. <laughs>
1: Curfie, have fun in Palm Springs. Good luck tomorrow. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. All right, there Alex he is, there? Alex
0: at a Kerfoot, yeah.
1: Oh, both of us tagging him. You can tell we need to work on our team chemistry yeah, yeah. here. All right, thanks, uh, so Well, that was fun.
0: Yeah, we're continuing
1: this podcast. The podcast does go on. Oh yeah, yeah, we're still gonna rock and roll. Unless you want to hang out in here with us. He's got to go get treatment.
0: He's got stuff to take care of.
2: See you guys tomorrow. All
0: right, see you tomorrow. Uh, Good to have Kerf to jump by here too. Again, I just I get fascinated by like his goal last night. As it's developing, as it's happening, what does he see? What does Gerard see? Mm-hmm. What does everybody else see? So to have him break it down and say, okay, the guy turned it over. I was by that guy, but I'm not calling because I don't want to draw attention. And he sneaks in back door. And then here comes Gerard spinning around, walking it toward the top of the slot. And it's like a, his eyes are looking at the goalie, but he's sending it over to Kerfoot to for the redirect. I just love that kind well, of stuff. It's so, just, many it's things, so interesting.
1: There's so many things that that take place that look like it's either coincidence or just pure instinct but a lot of it is by design I mean that's what they're working on out here on the ice day in and day out so it's it's really fun though to listen to the explanation and then when you really pay attention at practice and you see some of these things I mean these guys work really hard and they have these film sessions and they go through that but you're right they start to develop that chemistry over the course of the season you know a couple of seasons even and it, it's so fun to watch but yet especially to listen to a guy like Alexander Kerfoot who you know does have an Ivy Education. I mean, just to to hear that thought process, I think, is really fascinating.
0: I saw Kerf doing math one time on the plane. Just
1: for fun? Yeah. Why didn't you ask him about that? I
0: don't know because I don't understand Like long
1: division or is this like some it's, sort of algebra stuff? Well,
0: if I asked a NASA scientist on, you know, how they you know, build a spaceship. It wouldn't matter because you wouldn't understand the right. explanation. Exactly. I, I wanted if I to have ask to ask, him, I would never understand. I
1: wanted to ask him how many times he's seen Goodwill Hunting and if that had any impact on him <laughs> wanting to go to Harvard.
0: That is such a Lauren Gardner question. That is <laughs> such know, a like,
1: Lauren <laughs> Hey, I, I resisted. You should be proud of me.
0: Well, good job. Uh, let's uh, let's get into some things here too. There's no elephant in the room here, by the way, because
1: How do you every
0: mean? well everybody knows where the ABS are. I oh, mean, yeah. they they've now dropped from the number three spot in the division to the uh, you know the number eight spot overall in the Western Conference. And talking to Jerry Bednar this morning on and that Alt- happened so quickly. Yeah, Altitude Sports Radio ninety two five. Well, here's what happened. As difficult as things have been for the Avs in the past a month, just over a month, they're still in a playoff spot. But what it has allowed, it's allowed other teams that were really behind in the Western Conference to play a little bit of a catch-up. Nobody's playing lights out necessarily behind the Avalanche, right? It's just that they're doing just a tiny little bit more than any, oh, tiny little <laughs> bit more than anybody else. We
1: just we were just silenced by uh, Joe Sackick there because we are. Uh, we've kind of commandeered the conference room here at the Family yeah. Fun Center, and uh, the PR staff has been kind enough to give up their their office, their home away from home Pepsi Center, which said, is no, this he's, conference he's room. Kidding. He was just kidding. No, oh, I know. He was just funny. kidding, but it was funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's all but, I had. But, I was just but, trying
1: to paint the picture. It's theater of the mind. You should know that you work in radio.
0: That's a good point. I like your uh, shoes, uh, by the no, way. I appreciate that. Thank you. But um, No, but it's, it's one of those things where, listen, uh, it, it, it's just that the other teams have sort of caught them now, but they know where they are. They want it bad. Talking to the coach, they're, they're as focused. And you just heard from Alexander Kerfoot. They well, come to the rink with a positive poorly. attitude every day. Yeah, it, it's it's just that right now things are biting them in the behind, and that's got to turn around, and it can turn around. And listen, if you beat Minnesota, you go into that break feeling a lot better. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you, you know, it's so funny because I, I was talking to our pre- and post-game producer about how we were going to discuss the rivalry. And, you know, when I – when she addressed the issue of said rivalry, I said, well, you know, when you look at who's in the room right now, it's really not a thing for them. It's more for us and the fans. Is it not for the people that were around when they were in the playoffs against each other? But the the recent body of work, I think the Avs have, for the most part, kind of dominated uh, against the Wild, especially towards the end of the season last year. So it is it is a division rival. Um, it's going to be a great Game it's going to be hopefully uh, you know lopsided affair in favor of the Avs and a a good note but I think when you look at the rivalry itself. I'm looking at the Nashville Predators as far as the current rival for this club. I thought it was
0: a very spirited affair last, or spirited, yesterday. especially
1: that first period. And, you yeah. know, I loved the physical play, the fact that they didn't back down. How good is it to have Nikita Zadorov back out on the ice and doing what he does? But this team, as, uh, you know, Gabe Landeskog and a handful of other players put it, they, they showed a lot of grit out there. They've been doing that a lot as of late, and they've been playing with a little bit of sandpaper.
0: Yeah, for sure they have. it, and, and here's what I like about it, too, talking to, to Mark Barbario in the intermission. He's like, yeah, they don't like us. We don't like them. I mean, that's the way it should be inside yeah. of the division. You should have that animosity there, especially against teams that you've seen in the postseason, especially against squads that you've seen time and time again, and you play each other so often. There should be that there. And you don't need to play a team eight times a year to get that you know all it takes is just a little bit of hangover
2: a little you bit of this carry
1: from
0: yeah. the first and, round of the playoffs then, that yeah. was
1: a physical series sure
0: and then and then it, it's fun for everybody it's fun for their fans it's fun for the avalanche fans
1: it's fun for the players
0: absolutely it is it's it's a motivating factor and so here comes many and coming up tomorrow night and they're playing good hockey i mean they just went to vegas and doubled up on the golden knights by a final score of four two so it's going to be another tough affair but i don't think the avs would like it any other way besides that right now
1: no i, I completely agree with you I don't think they're backing down to any sort of challenge and I think the biggest challenge in and of itself has just been how tough it's been as of late the last month and a half but like Alexander Kerfoot was saying they've been able to keep it really positive and I think it does start with the leadership I think it starts with the coaching staff they've been able to create a culture in which you know he he gave the reins to Gabe Landeskog and that that core group and I think they're doing a really good job of trying to keep it light but there's also a sense of urgency and they know how important this final game is going into the break
0: there's still a ton of hockey to be played this season how Eight, much all uh, the hockey uh all the hockey
1: all that well it, honestly when you look at the standings it's almost like we're starting back you know it's square one
0: it really is. Yeah, it's, it's right exciting.
1: You know, Mark Rycroft was talking about that. He's like, you know what? We're, you know, halfway through the season, but everybody's pretty much neck and neck, so that just makes the second half that much more exciting.
0: Do you remember when the Avs were unbeaten in regulation through nine and they're just showing at the rank and things are going right? I mean, that that
2: mm-hmm. can happen
0: again, too, because Easily. they still they still have plenty of the same habits, plenty of the same things that they're doing that, that was, was in that streak are still there for this Avalanche team. I think what you also need, though, is you need – Uh, You would like to see one of the goalies say, you know what, I'm going to take this crease and then get on a little bit of a run. I don't even think that you want to see that. I think you need to see that. Whichever guy it is, be able to ride a hot hand from time to time. Every team in the league needs that. Their number ones are going to have bad nights and the backups are going to have bad nights and so on. But you want a guy to get on a bit of a run and and where you don't have to pour in four goals a game, but just have a guy get into a flow and then be able to ride that guy. I think that's what, uh, that's what you'd like to see coming out of the break for sure.
1: Yeah, you really do need. You need to see that, like you said, and that's what Jared Bednar was talking about, what, in a half a month, a couple weeks ago? Right. About a month ago, and he was saying, hey, I had a conversation with both of these guys and said, the job is open, I need one of you to step up. And that was the great problem that they had at the beginning of the season is you have 1A, 1B, you have two great goaltenders, and that was supposed to be one of the really strong suits for this club. I think both goalies are really, really good, really talented. It's just a matter of finding it.
0: Uh, one other positive, too, is that uh, Eric Johnson hopefully will be back right after the All-Star break in the bye week, so that'll be a positive thing. It doesn't yeah. look like it's a long-term thing. Currently that-
1: in protocol, he was out with the yeah. team in a red sweater, and honestly, the way he, he looked and what Coach Jared Bednar said about him – He's fine. He'll have the nine-day break, and once he clears protocol, he'll be good to go. All
0: right. What are you going to do for the
1: break? I okay. So originally, I was planning a trip to Greenland because I, I Iceland, rather. I get those two mixed up sometimes. Um, they're not.
0: They're not really close to yeah, each other. You I fly over Greenland to get to Iceland.
1: Thank you for the clarification. So Iceland, I really wanted to see the Northern Lights. It was on my bucket list. I wanted to go to Machu Picchu, Picchu and I went there this past summer. And uh, instead of driving around Iceland by myself, I thought it would be a better idea to use those resources to work on um, getting recurrent as a private pilot and snowboard a little bit.
0: Okay. I've been to Iceland.
1: Did you see the Northern Lights?
0: I did not, but Iceland is so cool.
1: Did you go in the summer? See, I was looking at... There are actually a lot of winter activities. I've only been in the summertime. But I thought that at least... I I know Norway's a little bit better. I know there are better places... uh, Places in, uh, I believe, Finland and Sweden. To see the Northern Lights. Yeah, but I i mean, that was like in the middle of nowhere, and I didn't know if like, you know, this random ginger lady wandering around, you know, parts of wild yeah. <laughs> Sweden or Finland would be a good idea. Yeah, so. they've
0: never seen redheaded uh, people before. But by You're myself.
1: Right. Uh, driving in the middle of the winter? What if I get a flat tire or something?
0: No, I'm sure then some Swedish or Finnish people would help you out. To call in Swedish the middle of the wilderness? Triple I'm sure they have triple A over there. <laughs>
1: okay. Um, what are
0: you doing, nerd? Well, I've had a bathroom that I've been remodeling for a couple of months now. More than a couple of months. And every time I seemingly finish a part of the project, we're on a 10-day road trip or we're doing this, this or we're doing that. And so what I think I'll do is stay home and install a new toy. Actually, I'm going to paint first.
1: Wow. Because I have, this is riveting. All
0: the baseboards are done. They look painted. They look Do you want to fly with me?
1: Yeah, that, we that should stuff fly. Like and then, cool. uh, then
0: I'll tell you what. Let me put my toilet, my vanity in okay. after I paint, and then I'll go flying with you. Because for those who out there who don't know, you and I are both pilots. Yes, we are we're private both, pilots. We're, we're
1: both licensed. We're your both licenses pilots. never expire, for we're those just, of you who don't know. We're just
0: not current right now. But we could spend... Listen, it, w- it wouldn't take... You and I are very competent pilots. We both know that. It yes. would not take long for us to get current. No. I mean, pass your medical get yep. up get up in the air do three takeoffs and landings and you're good to go mm-hmm. as far as little I'm concerned. a little bit of ground school yeah, a little just bit of some ground practical
1: school. make sure you're good to go uh, just brush up on a few things and then what you do is you get in touch with a, a, a FAA certified check airman and you uh, just I'm
0: not sure people really care if you have to get in touch with an FAA-certified check I I don't understand. know if people
1: care about you painting the baseboards in your bathroom remodel. But you know what people do care about? We just got back from that 10-day Canadian road trip. Tell me your favorite city and favorite moment of that road trip. Because we went 10 days, five cities. In I mean, it was it was pretty special what we were able to experience as a broadcast team.
0: I know what you think I'm going to say.
1: What is that?
0: Actually. Montreal...
1: Yeah, Montreal was pretty great. Oh.
0: The, <laughs> the hotel room. Okay, so
1: you, I think you need to elaborate. Speaking of bathroom remodels, uh, Montreal, you know, the French Canadian city, we get very spoiled, we get to stay in a very nice hotel, and there's something very unique in the room. Yeah, it's
0: like a $7,000 toilet. That's not what I'm going to say. That's not, that's.
1: <laughs> but okay, so you, I mean, that's you have not what to, have say. finish that. You can't leave people. No, no,
0: no. They, they can use their imagination. What I am going to say is that um, I find a positive in every city. Um, I was just
1: trying to reflect back on the road trip and there's something think about it. I mean, we got, got to cool. go to the Saddle Dome. We were in Winnipeg, which has kind of the underground tunnel system. And then, you know, we're in Toronto, which is, you know, the hockey mecca. And, you know, we go on to Ottawa and a handful of us go skating on the Rideau Canal. Like, it was an awesome trip.
0: I couldn't go because I had to do my radio show. But oh, thanks you wouldn't have gone invite. anyways
1: because you would have somehow gotten injured
0: oh that's terrible to say (laughs) i really enjoyed montreal curling though we had a good time curling i know you weren't there for that unfortunately i had to work yeah i know but i I really i really had a good time there and every city i love to go and look at the stuff in the buildings the memorabilia you walk through toronto and you walk through the uh the, the Scotiabank arena and they've got all the old photos from the 30s and 40s and 50s of all those old Maple Leaf teams. And you know Montreal's got so much stuff too that they brought over from Montreal uh, dating back fo- to
1: 1909. How yeah. about their first ever captain was also their head coach and GM? Yeah,
0: it's just it's the really history
1: and the tradition is so impressive.
0: Yes, I would agree with you. It's very cool to see all that stuff when you go through all those buildings. So, Hockey
1: night in Canada in Montreal to witness that, to be a part of that
0: was awesome. thanks lauren
1: you're welcome i'm trying to tee you up
0: well uh, you you did you did a great job uh final thoughts though uh
1: nick alberga and dave mccarthy at the nhl that was my favorite in
0: toronto those guys are great dudes love those guys they treated us like gold even though we were a little bit late and lauren had to get her double frappy mappy
1: okay carmely warmly coffee uber issues how many cups of tim or uh, tim horton coffees did you drink
0: at least like a we five-gallon bucket worth. Yeah, easily. How many tidbits did you have? 257.
1: How many things of poutine did you eat?
0: Like two. That's only it? like two, I yeah. think I only had yeah. like
1: two as well. Caesars? Did you drink any Caesars?
0: I did not, but I spent a boatload on that steak dinner that Connor oh. told us about. I didn't expect <laughs> yeah.
1: We did. We went to a really, really nice steak dinner in Montreal as a broadcast crew, and they're about $1.50. I'm 12 like, is this us?
0: Canadian, or is this like in kroner, or is this what, what is <laughs> this in?
1: It's in Bitcoin. <laughs> right. Is
0: this, I mean, because I. I'm not sure my card goes up that high. But anyway, it was, yeah. it was good, though. But the exchange
1: though. rate was in our favor, so we had that going for <laughs> us.
0: <laughs> right, we had the, it got that going for us. You know what but I'm you can hey. tune
1: in to Avalanche 360 to catch a lot of the behind the scenes. You know, we try to go out and explore the cities. And we want to take you fans on that journey with us because, you know, we we realize how lucky we are. and um, we really do feel like we're conduits to the team and to the experiences. So that's that's what we want to do for all of you. So tune in, check it out, and um, yeah, Moj, what else you got?
0: We'll be doing a lot more of that as the season continues on. What do you want people to do with our podcast?
1: We want you to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, that also includes liking, tell your friends, tell your family, share on social media. Uh, we know we've we've been a little bit absent as of late, but we're going to get back on it, uh, especially following the break and as the Avs make this playoff push down the stretch. Because I'll tell you what, this is going to be fun. they're going to be ex- some exciting hockey games in the future, and we will be right there for all of it.
0: And I will say, despite all the ribbing, I do enjoy doing this with you.
1: Oh, thanks, Moji. You're welcome. Oh, I- appreciate you that's
0: gonna do it for abs in your ear holes for lauren gardner i'm mark mosier again one more time you need to rate
1: review and subscribe
0: get on it tell your grandma tell your dog tell everybody we'll be back next week i love listening hey during the bye week you want to do one just to kind of catch people up with what we're doing
1: yeah let's do it let's talk about our flying in your bathroom remodel that should be exciting
0: high five on that okay
1: all right love you fans